Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. I'm so happy to join with you today. It is uh, a bit of an adventure. Life is an adventure and had some adventurous times lately. Goodness knows. So I'm excited to share with you today. And let's begin as we always do with a prayer, a blessing. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart and to take a breath of love and gratitude with me. Yes, we're tuning in to the power and the presence of perfect love, and we're grateful and we're thankful for divine grace activated in our life. We're grateful and thankful to open up our hearts and our minds to the power and the possibility of healing. We're opening ourselves to the unlimited, to the unprecedented, which is our true nature. It is our true identity to be unlimited. Yes, we're opening ourselves to the highest possibility of healing. And we declare that this conversation, this dialogue, that we are having by means of the invisible field of perfect love, that it is truly inspiring, uplifting, and perfect. (laughs) We're grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. (sighs) Ah. Wonderful. Uh, so, so I'm just going to relate a little bit uh, of my experience in the last 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> and it's not really related to A Course in Miracles, but it is related to my journey, which is about truly living A Course in Miracles. So today, which today the date is uh, Tuesday, July... Uh, eighth, I I went in to see my first crop circle. I'm in uh, England, out in the country, and where I am, it's the crop circle capital of the universe, literally, and uh, or at least the earth. <laughs> and uh, so I I had an opportunity to go and see an absolutely spectacular. 
crop circle. And I'll post a, some pictures there on my fan page at Facebook in case you're interested. Uh, my fan page at Facebook is Jennifer Helen Hadley. And I, uh, so I had that opportunity today and I didn't know if I would get back to my house in time to uh, record the show today. So I arranged to pre-record the show yesterday, uh, which uh, the recording uh, was not good enough to put on the air. And so uh, we decided, okay, we'll just record it at the normal time. Well, then uh, I got to the place where the crop circle was. It's out in the country, which I'm already out in the country, but it's in a, another... Uh, a county here, uh, and um, I uh, there was a donation to make to the farmer. I had put my purse in the trunk, so I went and got my purse out of the trunk. And um, when I did so, unknowingly or not paying attention, I put my car keys down in the trunk. And then, of course, I shut the trunk. The trunk was locked, and then. My keys were locked in the car. Now, I was at a place in these in the middle of these farm fields, um, and so I, I called the uh, British version of AAA to uh, come and help me get my car open. Anyway, it, it was funny because, first of all, they didn't come for well over an hour, which was perfect. Give me plenty of time. I think it was about 90 minutes or more. Give me plenty of time to go and visit the crop circle, which was amazing. Amazing, huge, massive crop circle. Just extraordinary, really extraordinary. And uh, I... I, I really felt this, this amazing strong energy and it felt very nourishing and uplifting. And, uh, well, anyway, it, it, the, the man they sent to help me get my keys out of the car, he tried for well over an hour. We tried every way to get in that car short of breaking a window. Could not get in there. So they decided, okay, we have to send a tow truck. Well, the, the kind of tow truck they sent, uh, needed a bigger space to um, access my car. But because it was in this funny little place, they couldn't do it. But there was a lovely woman who was part of this crop circle uh, visiting group. And uh, she said uh, she offered to drive me to my house. And because uh, I had a spare key there, I thought. Uh, and which was 45 minutes away. So she drove me back and forth to my house. And of course, during all of that was when the radio uh, show today uh, ought to have been recorded, but was not. Now, uh, people were very empathetic and sympathetic and whatnot with me. But I have learned that we all are working off our karma negative karma, we're working off our attachments, we're working off the ego, however you would like to talk about it. So we're unwinding the ego, we're disidentifying with the ego. Uh, I really do think about it in terms of releasing karma. And to me, releasing karma is releasing the belief systems. So some of the belief systems that could have come up today and yesterday with the radio show uh now i'm instead of pre-recording i'm post-recording <laughs> uh 
and it just felt important to do. Anyway, um, uh, I could have been really bothered or upset, but I wasn't bothered or upset at all. I just kept saying, I know that this is perfect in whatever way. I also know that I'm always teaching the efficacy of the principles by which I live. I'm always, always, always teaching the efficacy of the principles by which I live. And I, I teach them according to how well I live them. So, uh, people were coming and going in the parking area by the crop circle and, uh, People were very sympathetic, and I said, "No, I just, I absolutely know it's perfect. It's totally perfect. How, how else could it be? It can't be another way. It can't be wrong. It can't be bad because God is all there is, and wrong and bad don't actually exist at all. They don't even exist. So I'm just accepting it as my good. What you know, paragraph 18 in lesson 135. What could you not accept?" If you but knew that all situations, circumstances, and events were gently planned by one whose only interest is your good. Well, I can accept pretty much everything. I'm grateful for that because that's not how it used to be for me. So I just knew that it was all good. And I said to people, look, we all have to... For this, for the people I was meeting there, I knew it would make sense to them if instead of I saying undoing the ego, I said, look, we have to burn off the negative karma some way. And this is how I'm doing it. And I got to tell you, I would not trade it for any other way to do it that exists in the world. I'm really grateful for that. And I've had a bunch of occurrences like this in the last couple of days where things just went amiss in some ways. And also in the last couple of days, I've had the most wonderful coincidences. Uh, the other day I was at this crop circle conference in, uh, at Marlborough College here in England and, um, as I was getting out of my car and uh, walking through the parking lot, I noticed this woman who was just ahead of me, maybe five or ten paces ahead of me. And uh, Spirit said to me, uh, start a conversation with her. And I said, as I do most of the time, okie dokie, I'm happy to do that. So, uh, so I called out, I said, hello. And she looked at me. She didn't recognize me, so she was like, are you talking to me? I said, yes, are you going to the crop circle conference? And she said, yes, yes, I am. And I said, oh, I'm going there too. Did you go yesterday? And she said to me, no, no, I didn't go yesterday. I said, oh, yeah. She said, how was it? I said, oh, it was was good. And she said, "Uh, where are you from? Because I don't have a British accent. I said, well, I'm from America. And then she looked at me and she said, are you Jennifer Hadley? And I said, I am Jennifer Hadley. And she said, I'm one of your prayer partners. I get your prayer emails. I said, well, isn't that interesting? And because uh, I knew Spirit had told me to talk to her, but I didn't know why. So let me just say that, uh, that the theme of today is... Um, uh, uh, to be un, oh, what was it? Gosh, I can't even remember right this second. 
not undisturbable, undistractable. That's what it is, undistractable. So I'm learning to, as we all are, to pay really close attention to what spirit is communicating all of the time. Another experience I had um, the other day was uh, I, I was with some friends and uh, we were in the town of Marlboro, where the Marlboro College is, and I don't know Marlboro at all. It's just a little town, but um, they have a city square there, town square, and uh, we were looking for a place to have lunch. And so, but we didn't know any of the restaurants. None of us were from there. My friends were from uh, Switzerland and uh, Sweden, rather, and uh, but as I was coming up to this one store uh spirit said inquire in here ask them if they can make a recommendation just ask in there so as we were walking uh up to the doorway i said i i, I think we're gonna ask, i should ask in here if they have any advice for us and as i looked in i looked through the store that had lovely pillows and uh Oh, dishes and things like that, house furnishings, really, you know, kind of upscale stuff. Well, if you look through the shop, they had a cafe and then a garden with tables in the back. And it was really nice. And I thought, I think we're going to eat here. (laughs) And everybody looked at me and said, yeah, this looks great. But you see, it's about following those little nudges. Well, anyway... This woman who took me back and forth to go get my car key and back, um, I invited her out to dinner, uh, to join me for dinner. And, uh, we just, we struck up a friendship. And I have a feeling that we will, might be friends for years. And, uh, so it was a lovely way that spirit got us to meet because I don't think we would have met or had that kind of a connection any other way. And it was clear that we had a strong connection once we started really talking, once I got into her car to drive back to my house. So, undistractable. Let us not be distracted from all the nudges and the messages that Spirit is consistently giving us. So one of the things that I've learned is that Spirit is always, 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 always live streaming divine guidance, inspiration, etc., etc., etc. And once you really dig in and do that, Deep forgiveness work, which really means releasing all the judgments and opinions that you have and all the ruminating on the past, worrying about the future, all those things. The more you disconnect from those habits, the habitual mind, and you become present in the moment, then you're available for all this divine guidance and inspiration. It's fantastic. And... I, I mean, I just cannot tell you how it's constantly being demonstrated in my life. So, let us be undistractable so that we can hear the answered prayer, the guidance, the inspiration. So many people are wondering, what is it that God wants me to do? The answer to that is nothing. Absolutely nothing. You need do nothing. 
God wants nothing from you or for you or anything like that. This experience that we are having in the 3D Earth School is about you having free will to manifest according to your beliefs, according to your desires, according to your thoughts, and you get to choose. It's a playground for free will. That's what it is designed for. So no matter what you do, whether you hate your brother and sister or you love them, no matter what you do, you're learning and you are discovering. So there is no wrong. There is no bad. Uh, Now, but there is extending time. And that's the big error that we can make is to refuse to learn from our errors our choices, all the the times that we don't choose love, if we refuse to learn from them, then we're doomed to repeat them. So if you find yourself saying, why is this happening to me again? It's because you haven't been willing to learn from the experiences in the past. So this is the thing, become the happy learner, right? This is what we talk about all the time in A Course in Miracles. Become the happy learner. Let us become the happy learner. And, you know, in in uh, chapter 28, section 7, the arc of safety, it says in paragraph 2, there is no middle ground in any aspect of salvation. You accept it wholly or accept it not. That's it. So either you're on the path of love and you're actively choosing love and you're actively accepting your salvation, which is through choosing love, or you're not. You're not. But if you are not choosing love, not choosing your awakening, I prefer awakening or enlightenment to salvation or atonement personally, but um, if you're not choosing that actively, well, then you can choose again. And if you're not choosing it actively, you're probably feeling lack, limitation, upset, hurt, suffering, sadness, pain, fear. And you can change your mind about that and choose again. Now, one of the things that I love about this whole section, the arc of safety, is about the body and healing. And that's what I'm going to go into after the break. Now, you can hear that music. It means it's time for me to take a break. One of the things I'd like to mention uh, as I go into this break is um, next week, Gary Renard is going to be the guest on my show. Uh, You might know Gary and I have been friends for, I don't know, nine years now. It seems hard to believe, but six years, seven seven years, eight years, something like that. It's been quite a while. And um, we're doing a retreat together, and we haven't done a retreat together in a few years. We did one at Unity Village. You're listening to Unity Radio. We did one at Unity Village a few years ago, and we're going to do one on the Greek island of Andros, first week of September. And we are going to do some very deep healing work, because that's what I love to do when I can get you to come away on a retreat with me. Let's go for the big stuff, the deep healing 
And then we are going to play and we are going to have fun and we are going to dance. We'll probably sing. And we're just going to have an absolute wonderful time swimming in the Aegean Sea, which is so lovely in the first week of September. (gasps) The temperatures are beautiful. We are going to have great food and great company. So we've got four Course in Miracles teachers, including Gary and myself, and we've got a whole lot of people coming. It's going to be, uh, it's a limited space, though, so we're definitely going to sell out. Register now. Go to jenniferhadley.com. On the homepage, Reek Retreat with Gary Renard, Living a Course in Miracles. So I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, A Course in Miracles, where we are living the love and we're walking the talk. Don't you know? I'll be back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Okie dokie. By the way, on this Greek retreat with Gary Renard, we're going to do some very deep forgiveness work. I'm very big on that. It is also a very big focus of my Finding Freedom class, my seven-week spiritual boot camp class, which I'm just relaunching. And uh, you can uh, check that out when you go to jenniferhadley.com as well. My Finding Freedom 7-Week Spiritual Boot Camp class. If you are interested in having a breakthrough, uh, it's worked for many, many hundreds of people. You may not, uh, you may try it and uh, discover for yourself. Uh, all right, so we are talking about healing here and the use of the body. I, I like to bring this up from time to time. And uh, <clears throat> it, it, this is such a great section here in Chapter 28, Section 7, The Arc of Safety. And it talks about uh, how we can't be choosing love and be choosing fear at the same time, basically. And it talks about the body. And that if we are making our home the body, our identification with the body, it is like building our home upon the straw. And it says, who can build his home upon a straw and count on it as shelter from the wind? The body can be made a home like this because it lacks foundation in the truth. And yet, because it does, it can be seen as not your home, but merely as an aid to help you reach the home where God abides. So that is the purpose of the body. It's an aid to help you reach the home where God abides. Well, how does that work? Let's find out. It says, with this as purpose, is the body healed. So if you're having uh, an experience of illness in your body, pain, suffering, illness, or maybe you just are obsessed with your body in some way. Maybe you're negatively obsessed with it uh, in, in the sense of you don't think it's attractive enough or you're obsessed with perfecting it or making it really beautiful and buff according to some 
ego standard. If you have any of that going on, that's like building your home upon a straw. So when the wind and the rain comes, what's going to happen if you build your house on a straw? Your house is going to collapse. So if you're building your self-worth on the functioning of your body, the health of your body, the way it looks, the size of your body, or any of your body parts, oof, you got some suffering coming your way. So let's move out of that and let's choose actively in our partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self to make the body what it's designed for, which is as an aid to help us reach the home where God abides. And with this purpose is the body healed because then it's no longer used to witness to the dream of separation and disease, nor is it idly blamed for what it did not do. It serves to help the healing of God's Son, and for this purpose it cannot be sick. It will not join a purpose not your own, and you have chosen that it not be sick. So if you declare that the purpose of your body is to help you awaken to your true nature and your true identity, then the higher Holy Spirit self, the I Am Presence, the Holy Spirit, will show you how that works. We don't have to ask, well, how is that going to work? How's that going to happen? No. That's not how it works in this world. We declare we're willing. We declare that we are really willing to understand how the body can help us reach the home where God abides and that it is an aid. It is a learning tool for that purpose. And that's what we're interested in. But you see, this only works if what you're interested in is getting to your true home, which is your true identity, which is the I am presence so if you're trying to heal the body so that you're not suffering anymore it's just it doesn't work that way heal the mind and then the body will suffer no more heal the mind and then the body will suffer no more let's heal the mind let's heal the mind let's heal the mind let's heal the mind not the effect okay so it says here All miracles are based upon this choice and given you the instant it is made. So what what that means is the instant that the, the choice is made to allow the body to be the aid that it was designed for us to have it be, all the miracles unfold because it just requires our sincerity. Sincerity is the key to our healing. So we can declare and declare and declare, but if we're not sincere, then just keep declaring until the day, the moment, the time in which you finally are truly sincere. This is one of the things that's really hard to understand. Uh, at least it, 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 it is from my personal experience, I found it very difficult to understand this whole idea of 
placing the awakening, the healing of the mind first. It's it's very challenging for most of us to say, okay, I'm going to give up all these attachments to what I'd like to experience with the body, in the body, as a body. I'm going to give up all that. I really just would like to awaken and attain enlightenment. And the rest of it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about focusing on my home, my health, my wealth. As Joel Goldsmith, the great Christian science mystic uh, scientist, he said, you know, Lord, I do not know how to pray to you. I have no idea. But I have decided I'm not going to make you my errand boy anymore. I'm not going to pray to you to give me stuff or get me stuff. Because all I'm interested in is you, God. Take my health, take my wealth, take my life, take everything and just give me you, oh God. So let us move into that space because then everything gets a whole lot better. And so let's not think that feeling the body feeling better or looking better in your mind, whatever those judgments are, that in any of that is where your safety lies. It does not lie there. It does not lie in anything related to the body. It says here in paragraph 6 of this section, what is the sense in seeking to be safe in what was made for danger and for fear? Why burden it with further locks and chains and heavy anchors when its weakness lies not in itself, but in the frailty of the little gap of nothingness whereon it stands? What can be safe that rests upon a shadow? Would you build your home upon what will collapse beneath a feather's weight? And then it says, your home is built upon your brother's health, upon his happiness, his sinlessness, and everything else his father promised him. So, here's the thing. We are being asked to see our brothers and sisters in their wholeness, in their perfection, and that is our healing. Yes, it is. It says, faithlessness is sickness. It is like the house set upon straw. It seems to be quite solid and substantial in itself, yet its stability cannot be judged apart from its foundation. If it rests on straw, there is no need to bar the door and lock the windows and make fast the bolts. The wind will topple it. The rain will come and carry it into oblivion. So let us not build the foundation of our life on straw, which means on the body. So the invitation here is to give up everything that you think you need, everything that you think you want, and to truly only go for what really matters. And that is a major life decision. 
For me, it was the absolute best thing I ever did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I could not believe the incredible relief I felt when I sincerely said, okay, I am not going to be striving for the things of this world anymore. I am putting my focus and my attention on waking up, attaining enlightenment, reaching the atonement, and sharing what I am learning with others I meet along the way. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't care about things. Obviously, I, I've already explained to you that I pre-recorded the radio show, it didn't work out, and then I missed the time of the normal broadcast, and I'm post-recording it to um, meet what I feel is my commitment to uh, my my friends who like to listen to the radio show and my community to you who are listening to it right now. It, that commitment is not a burden, it's a joy. I wouldn't do it if it were a burden, seriously. So I do it as a, as a joy. I have responsibilities. I have things that uh, are important to me in this world, and I hope uh, and I, I do know and believe that I have things in perspective. Uh, in terms of what what's really important. And yet, every day there is some opportunity to learn, to know, to more clearly understand. And those things can be seen sometimes as challenges, like today with the car, uh, keys getting locked in the car and stuff like that. But there was no suffering. There was joy. I was outside. The The man was working so hard to get into the car. Lordy, lordy, I'd never seen anybody work so hard to try to get into that car. And he was, it was really determined to do it. And uh, God bless him. It was just not possible. I have to say, I feel very confident that People are not going to be breaking into my car unless they break the window. So <laughs> the cars I've had in the past, boy, anybody could just open up that car practically with a car hanger, a, a coat hanger. So anyway, um, but I got to be outside. I was meeting new friends. And I got to let him know that I really, truly was <coughs> totally fine that he wasn't able to get into the car. And same with the guy with the tow truck. You know, I'm standing out there for hours, but it was fine. It was a beautiful day. It rained a little. I had my hat. All good. All good. Take a sip of my tea here. All good, all good in God's neighborhood. All right. So moving swiftly on. Uh, we are in the next chapter, 29, The Awakening. Isn't that wonderful? So we go from uh, chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear, and what comes next? The Awakening! I love it. <laughs> and I love the way that this chapter 29 starts. It starts with, there is no time, no place, no state where God is absent. There is nothing to be feared. There is no way in which a gap could be conceived of in the wholeness 
that is his. So there is no time, no place, no state where God is absent. Now we know time and space, which are time and place, uh, they're a, an illusion. So God's not in an illusion because an illusion is nothing. Right? It's just a projection of our mind. However, this is really important. There's no way in which a gap could be conceived of in the wholeness that is God. So, this is the thing for us that is so helpful to our healing. It's really the whole enchilada of our healing, which is the wholeness, the unity. This is why... Any time we attack our brother or sister, any part of life, we're attacking ourselves. We're saying, oh, you know what, this whole separation system, I prefer this to wholeness, harmony, freedom, abundance, prosperity. So what I'm inviting you to really, really look at in terms of being completely committed and undistractable is anytime you notice you have the slightest opinion or judgment about your brother or your sister or about yourself, of course, you're basically calling God names. You're attacking God. Now, God's not going to hate you or be upset or anything like that, but because you are God, you're only attacking yourself. And it's like uh, re-enlisting in separation. It's like re-enlisting in another cycle of separation. This is why A Course in Miracles tells us over and over again, choose again, choose again, choose again. Well, it's time for me to take a break again. You can hear the music. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, and we're walking the talk, and I will be right Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. 
Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey there, thanks for coming back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, next week, Gary Renard is going to be my guest on the show. I'm looking forward to that. We're getting ready in uh, just about two months' time. First week of September, we're doing a retreat on the Greek island of Andros, and it's uh, the second retreat we've done together, second Living a Course in Miracles retreat, and it's a week-long retreat, which is so nice, and this island of Andros is absolutely lovely. It's not one of these big touristy islands. It's really very calm and relaxed, and we I've had such good food there. Swimming in the Aegean Sea at that time of year is spectacular, and it's just so healing. Oh, my God. I had no idea what it was like to swim in a sea. I've been in oceans and lakes all my life. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to go back there. And we've just picked a honey of a spot, and I know that you're going to love it. So we're definitely going to be selling out. Uh, we have a limited space. Come and join us. We've got Maria Felipe and Patricia Black, great Course in Miracles teachers. And we, <laughs> and you know what? We love each other, so we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, uh, so many wonderful people have already signed up to join us. And uh, I just know we are going to have a heck of a good time. So get on board and join us if, if uh, you're so inclined. All right, so we're talking about closing the gap. We're talking about awakening. There is no time, no place, no state where God is absent. God is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive. It says here, there is nothing to be feared. All right? There is nothing to be feared. Let's put that into our frame of understanding. There is nothing to be feared. Everything has learning in it. Everything was gently planned by one whose only interest is our good. 
Therefore, everything that's unfolding is for our awakening. It is for our enlightenment. So why would we fear awakening and enlightenment? No, we don't fear that, right? Now, it says here, and I just I love this. It says, love is treacherous to those who fear, since fear and hate can never be apart. Love is treacherous to those who fear, since fear and hate can never be apart. No one who hates but is afraid of love, and therefore must he be afraid of God. So it's saying here, in in this beautiful poetic way, that if you hate, you will be afraid of love. And if you're afraid of love, you will be afraid of God. So when you feel that sense of hatred or you energize it, what you're doing is you're literally setting yourself up to be afraid of God and to be afraid of love. If you're afraid of love and of God, of course, you're in really in fantasy. Remember, there is nothing to fear. Then, and fear, the feeling of fear is really the byproduct of choosing to believe your opinions and judgments. The feeling of fear is the byproduct of choosing to believe your opinions and judgments. Because, think about it this way, the one thing that keeps your mind locked into a belief in separation is your opinions and judgments. So that feeling of fear, the the physical, emotional feeling of fear, is literally waking you up like a divine alarm clock to recognize the error of your choices and your thinking so that you can choose again. So the fear is a cosmic wake-up call. It's to help you. The more strongly you feel the fear emotionally and physically, the more important it is for you to choose love, to choose again and choose quickly. Now, if you continue to be afraid and afraid and afraid, you're going to put stress on your body. You're going to put stress on your organs and all of that, which will indeed lead to sickness and illness and things like that. And if you make your, your physical body ill and all of that, it's demonstrating to you, you believe in separation. You believe in your opinions and judgments. And so you'll learn from that. You know, it might take many lifetimes to learn from that, but you will. And that's a good thing. But we don't have to learn that way. We can be the happy learner. So there's the invitation to be the happy learner. So it says a bit later in this section, uh, the closing of the gap, paragraph 7, It is not love that asks a sacrifice, but fear demands the sacrifice of love. For in love's presence, fear cannot abide. 
In love's presence, fear cannot abide. I can't tell you how many people over the years have asked me how to heal the feeling of fear, how to live without fear, how to move out of fear. And I say all the time, once I finally figured it out, choose love, energize love, love, compassion, patience, kindness, forgiveness, non-judgment, release the opinions and the judgments. Fear demands the sacrifice of love, for in love's presence fear cannot abide. In love's presence fear cannot abide. In love's presence fear cannot abide. It cannot exist. So how do you make the fear go away? Choose love. Now, choosing love is something you do with your your heart, right? It's a soul thing. It's not in name only. You can't pretend to choose love. You, you, there's no one to fool, right? There's no one you're fooling. So if you are thinking you're choosing love, but you're actually giving love or extending love in order to get something in return. If you are looking for appreciation, if you're looking for recognition, if you're keeping score in any way, shape, or form, that is not love. And so fear will continue. It absolutely will. So... If you're trying to manipulate or control your body in some way to do something or be something, that's not loving. It is possible, I believe, to love your physical body, just to love it. And many, many people have demonstrated the profound healing that happens when they love the body. Because the body is made up of a cellular structure and it's consciousness. Yeah, it really is. It's consciousness. So, you know, it, it, the all the elements come into alignment to demonstrate a physical body for you. Let us be love and loving and appreciative. It's really quite miraculous. Yes, it is. <laughs> In love's presence, fear cannot abide. Now, uh, we're, we've only, I've only got a little bit of time left here. I just want to say one thing. For a long time, now, and I remember particularly when I was in ministerial school, I had a recurring thought, and it was so strong, that I don't think I have what it takes to attain enlightenment. I remember I would so consistently fall off the love wagon, and I would be unkind, I would be judgmental, I would be attacking, I would be in despair, I would lash out. Uh, all these things that I did that were unkind and judgmental and hurtful, etc., etc., etc. Over and over and over again. And I used to think, I just, I don't think I have what it takes. For so many years, I thought something is wrong with me. Something is just 
wrong with me? I'm bad. I am not good. All these thoughts I had. And so while I believed all the teachings that I was reading about waking up, attaining enlightenment, etc., etc., and I certainly believed it was possible, but not for me. Not for me. And I do not feel that way anymore. And the reason is, my friend, because I took this to be the truth. In love's presence, fear cannot abide. And what is fear but judgment? It's attack. So I started looking for every opportunity to choose love, to choose patience, to choose kindness, to choose generosity. I didn't always take them, but I was choosing them more and more and more. I really began to focus on being grateful and grateful and grateful for every time I could choose love. And speaking to myself by saying, good for you. Well done, Jennifer. Yes, you're doing it. You are choosing love. I became my own cheerleader. And I started to do that for others as well. And it completely changed my whole life. And now I know, yes, I am attaining enlightenment. It is happening, and it's happening now. And I know it for you, too, my friend. And so, yes, this is why I'm sharing with you right now. And I'm so grateful that I get to do so. I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart. And let's take this breath of love and gratitude together and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. And remember that our true identity knows no fear. So let us be our true selves. Let us demonstrate the efficacy of choosing love by sharing the benefits with all our brothers and sisters. So gratefully and so thankfully, we accept our healing. We share it and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Join me next week with Gary Renard. And thank you. I love you. Mwah.